Okay. All right, everything's Pashkacha Pratis. So, uh, a specific spot that we were up to before Pesach, and then we'll pick up right now, Nach uh, Pesach, is about Pesach, it's about Shisha Pesach. So, it's, uh, it's really why, like, see them have uh, Sudas Baal Shemta or Sudas Mashiach, whatever you call it, by Achron Shal Pesach. It's, uh, it's because of this Maisa that the Kamar Reb is referring to. So, okay, so it's be, it should be a simon type for, uh, for all of us, for all of our learning. And things like that happen when you're learning something, it falls at that time of year or whatever, and connections like that happen, so it's a simon that it's Tarlishma, so we should be zayka to it. Um, but just to get the larger context of what he's talking about. So again, the, the larger sugi that he's talking about is, is be mechazek oneself in Amuna and Ashkacha Pratis, even when things are happening to you from Bali Bechir. So there's such a thing, a person has free will, and so a person makes their own choices. But what if people make choices and they affect you? So even with that, a person has to have an Ashkacha Pratis that as far as you're concerned, that person's not a Bal Bechir. As far as you're concerned, there's the Rabbanu Shleilam, Okay, he'll have to he'll have to deal with his bechira and his choices to become the rabbanu shliach for good things or negative things. But as far as you're concerned, it's bashkacha pratis. So he was talking about that in terms of people affecting you know one person affecting another physically or in business and things like that. <coughs> now he's talking about even in ruchnius where people affect each other in uh, you know not necessarily by harming them physically or financially. But harming them emotionally and, and spiritually, just uh, you know, sort of being, being uh, just nasty and venomous and just negative, just sending negative, you know, sort of uh, feelings to a person. So the example that the Kamarna gives of this is with the Archaim Hakadosh. Now I don't know much about like the Archaim's biography, but uh, but evidently the Archaim Hakadosh had a lot of. At, at, at least one person that was like a big antagonist would always make him crazy and uh, just send a lot of negative energy and a negative, negative, you know, words and just towards Arachayim HaKadosh. And so the Kamaran is using this, as we'll see, as an example of of even big can go through this. In other words, it's not just something that we go through that, you know, we have people that uh, bother us and so on or say negative things about us and get us into a bad mood because of that. And we think to ourselves, okay, maybe maybe uh, maybe the talk of the guy's right, you know, and, and, you know, if I was a bigger person, these things wouldn't happen. Even the biggest of people, these things happen to them. So that's the example that he's given. Ukamaisha also, so it's on page Rishon and Zion. Rishon and Zion in this edition. This is something that, that, that was experienced by the Archaim HaKadosh, Archaim Benatar. That this, this one guy, this cursed person, on the bottom he quotes from other places that, uh, that you know, in the, the Kamar in his own uh, beautiful way, sort of, he calls this person a Mephulpal Echad Charif, this one, uh, you know, Lamdin, that would, uh, you know, but he uses that in, in a negative term, you know. This one person would always make the Archaim HaKadosh crazy and always say negative things. You'd say, Atarama, you're, you're, you're a liar, you're, you're colored, and others like, you're just, you're just pretending to be a tzaddik. He would always like, uh, say things like this. And the Kamarna says, even to this day, again by the Kamarna's time, the foolish people of the Archaim HaKadosh country in Eretz Yisrael, even to this day, there are people that, don't, uh, that aren't machsh of the Archaim HaKadosh the way they're supposed to be. And now he says, well, sort of in parentheses, 
some, you know, sort of why this happens. Most, most of the world that are stuck in Taivas of this world, all of their negativity that they, that they experience being stuck in their Taivas, they sort of, you know, see it in other people. Like the Gemara says, right? person says something negative about another person, that person has it himself. And he's just reflecting off of other people. And specifically, someone who's stuck in in Taivas, in, in loves and desires of this world, specifically when they see a tzaddik who's madly in love with the Rabbani Shalom, who's mishtageya b'havas Hashem, who's literally losing his mind in love of Hashem, so, with the pleasantness of Hashem's presence, this person feels, um, uh, you know, the word, I don't know, threatened, or feels, uh, you know, the, the tzaddik who has such a beautiful, who, who's, who embraces the, the, the meat of love to such a beautiful degree, it triggers within the Russia sort of a self-loathing over the fact that he's stuck in love, but in a negative place. So in order to, to defend himself, so to speak, from that sense, so he tries to put the tzaddik down. That's what people do, unfortunately, right? If a person feels threatened by another person's yeah. success, right, in whatever area the person, you know, person A is struggling with, in you know, in that Indian, and then person B is successful in that. So, if person A is a good guy, so he'll be happy for the other person. But if the person, but if person A is a negative person, then he'll say, you know, that he, it looks like he's successful, really, he's not, you know. Uh, things like that happen all the time, unfortunately. So, so says so. The Kamarna said, when a person is is stuck in negative love, right, and they see a tzaddik who's unbelievably successful, so to speak, in love, right, with the rabbanu shlalom. So uh, sometimes the rasha tries to bring down the tzaddik and say, yeah, it's it's all baloney, you know, really it's not like that, and really it's just the self, you know, he's just protect, you know, uh, what you call it, uh, self preservation. You know, he's just trying to protect himself from feeling bad. So the person begins to say, oh, he doesn't really mean it, he's not such a, you know, he's, he looks like he's an Ayv Hashem, and so on. But really because he's just jealous. Because, because this person fell into negative love. So he's jealous of that. This is why, you know, you know this is why when a person sees Yidin that unfortunately say negative things about other people, you have to you have to be down the kafschus, you know. So, what does it mean to judge another person favorably? So, if you can, you know, so sometimes, you know, if, if the situation is where it's like you're not sure if the guy is doing something good or bad, so you err on the side that he's doing something good. But if you know the guy is doing something bad, he's saying something not nice about another yid. So, how do you be down the kafschus? The answer is, it must be that this yid is so brokenhearted over his own chesaron in that inyan that he that he feels so so threatened by anyone else succeeding in that because it, t- it touches him very deeply. So in other words, if the, the, because this person really wants to love Hashem so much, and for whatever reason he doesn't have the strength to get to it, or whatever his minias are, so because of that, when he sees another Yid that loves Hashem, he feels so threatened by it. It, it sort of triggers his own, his own uh, guilt, which is a beautiful thing. If he was completely alien to the Indian of loving Hashem, they wouldn't care less if another Yid loves Hashem. Whatever, who cares? But because he's not alien to Ahav Hashem, because Ahav Hashem is stirring within him, so he feels he feels uh, threatened or he feels 
it, it brings up his own deficiencies when he sees another Yid loving Hashem. So the, what he should do, the healthy response would be, okay, what could I learn from this tzaddik to develop my own healthy sense of love Hashem? He's not healthy enough to do that, so he, he responds in a negative way. But it's coming from, it's coming from a good place. That's what the, the Chazanish used to say this, uh, Chazanish used to say that in Eretz Yisrael, whenever there was people that would try to, you know, that were antagonistic against the yeshivas that the Chazanish was trying to set up, he used to say, the Chazanish used to say that those are just sparks of Tamid Chachamim inside of those people, you know, sort of being triggered by the fact that they see yeshivas being built. And so they don't know how to respond properly, so they feel threatened by it. So they try to put it down, but it's just, uh, it's just, it's it's sparks of tire inside of them that are being that are being uh, touched. So that's uh, that, that's that's the way to look at it. But tzaddik mekusha bar elyon havas hashchina. So the tzaddik is connected deeply to the love of Hashem. So these people that are also have a strong potential for love of Hashem, but it's being hijacked by love of this world, so they feel threatened or they feel triggered uh, in a negative way by this tzaddik. And then the sudden picks up on this. So then the Yitzhara and then the sudden comes and whispers in this guy's ear, oh, you think he's such a big tzaddik, really he's a big faker, these types of things. Only to self, uh, um, you know, sort of to, to comfort himself uh, you know, and self, and you know, to soothe uh, his own sense of of inadequacy when when he sees the tzaddik and he knows that he could be that person and he's not living up to it. So the same thing happened with the Archaim Kadesh the Kamarna. The Archaim Kadesh was madly in love with Hashem, So people that should be madly in love with Hashem and and they maybe have the potential to it, and they become jealous or become threatened by this tzaddik, and so they wanted to put him down. For Rabbeinu HaKadosh Archaim, and you should know that the Archaim HaKadosh, he says, Amr al Maran of Al-Shemtev, the Valshemtev would say, Shenishmasai Meruach David Shalatzilas. I mentioned this over Yantiv, that the Valshemtev said about uh, the Archaim HaKadosh, that the Archaim was the Ruach of David HaMelech. And every night the Valshemtev said, every single night, he said that the Archaim HaKadosh, the Valshemtev said that every single night the Archaim HaKadosh would hear Tyre from Hashem himself. From Hashem himself. And it's impossible to write the you know the the the, the, the intense holiness of the Archaim Kadesh. If you take a look in the bottom by Reshiud Gimel, so on page uh, on the bottom by Reshiud Gimel, so he brings down over here from the Chida. It's such an interesting thing. Rebbe Sefer Shem Hagdolim. Shem Hagdolim was one of the svarim from the Chida, like but it's short little you know biographical sketches of 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 G'daylem from the times of uh, Chazal till his time. So he says like this, he, on the, the, the section about the Archaim HaKadosh, so the Chidah writes the following thing. The Chidah was the Svardi. So he says, Pirusha Tar Rava Mufla Chasid Kadisha Marenu Chaim Ben Atar. The Archaim, the Sefer Archaim is a commentary on Chumash written by the Holy Tzaddik Rechaim Ben Atar. And he says like this, and this is what the Chidah says, V'shemanu ki'ate b'polonia, and I heard, says the Chidah, that now in, in, in Poland, hey machshiv and I say harve, they were machshiv, they take the Sefer Archaim HaKadosh very seriously. 
V'nitvas oit shnei pa'amim was printed twice, which in those days was not a simple thing for it to be printed twice. So it was a, you know, that's an indication that's very popular. V'nis oiriz, and the chidah says, and its popularity was, uh, was awakened, it took place. Aidei sharav ha'chasid kadosh remember Yisrael Baal Shem Tev, higit gedulas nishmas Reb Chaim It became popular because the Baal Shem Tev was always talked about how great the, the, the Rechaim HaKadosh was. So that created the popularity in the Sefer, even to nowadays. The Rechaim HaKadosh is a, it's a stand- even in Mikrois Kedoyles, it's a standard uh, safe, which is a Chiddush, because in Mikrois Kedoyles, usually, usually, I understand Rishonim are going to be in Mikrois Kedoyles, Rashi, Ramban, and so on. Or even Achreinim, but more Pshat, Dika Achreinim, so, you know, things like that. But, you know, but, but the Archaim HaKadosh, which is like more of a, more of a Chassidish Sefer, you know, it's, it's not Pshat, really. It's, uh, it's Drosh, and so on. For that to be in Mikrois Kedoyles, it's a little bit funny, but it's because of its popularity. And that's uh, yeah, it's from the Baal Shem Tov. So he says, um, so he says about you know just a couple more minutes. He said the Baal Shem Tov would say about the Rachaim Hakadosh by again page Reish uh, Nunches on the top by Miyarde Hamarkava. He used to say that the the Rechaim, whatever this means, the Rachaim Hakadosh was someone that would uh, that would travel with a chariot of Hashem. He would be able to to go wherever he wants. The Gil and Shamus and Shamus revealed themselves to him. Madrigas Ruch Hakadosh Ms and real Madrigas of Ruch Hakadosh. So the Baal Shem Tov would say that the Archaim HaKadosh was the Ruach of David. Umaron HaBaal Shem Tov HaKadosh Hayin Nefesh David Datsilas. And Baal Shem Tov himself was the Nefesh of David. So, and in, in the soul, so Nefesh and Ruach are always partners. We've spoken about this before, that the five parts of the soul are Nefesh, Ruach, on the bottom, those two lower parts. And then the three higher parts, Neshama Chayichida. So Nefesh and Ruach, that was the you know, Baal Shem Tov and Archaim HaKadosh. And the Balshanta very much wanted for the Nefesh and Ruch of David to be united, for the Balshanta the Rechaim Kaddish to be united. And then when the Nefesh and the Ruch are together, then you have already a vessel for the higher parts of the soul to descend, and that would be the coming of Mashiach. And that would be the, the full Gula. And so the Balshanta sent a request to the Rechaim Kaddish in Eretz Yisrael through his brother in law. Through the Baal Shantas brother-in-law, Rigershon Kitaver, who was in Eretz Yisrael at the time, if, if he could travel to Yerushalayim to meet the Archaim HaKadosh, and they should be able to meet face-to-face. And by doing so, uh, the hope was that the Nefesh Shemruch would be united and the coming of Mashiach would take place. Um, okay, I guess uh, cliffhanger. Uh, we'll, we'll stop with this. You know, I mentioned, I, we talked about this on Shri Shal Pesach, Achish Pesach, but the Vazashim tomorrow, I guess we'll continue with this and we'll see where it takes us. But again, the lesson, the, the point of all this, is the context that he's, again, just to remind us of the general context, we're trying to say is that, again, even when people do things to us that are, that are harmful or negative, number one, first of all, it's only because they have the potential for that success and they feel threatened by your Hatzlacha. So really the reaction is twofold. First of all, the reaction is Rachmanis on them. Not hatred and not Rachmanis, the daven for people. That's what the tzaddikim used to say. If someone, if someone opposes you, if someone's making you crazy, someone's saying not nice things, daven for them. Because really it's Rachmanis. They just feel, they feel, they feel that they could be as matzlich on you and, and, and they're not. They're stuck in, stuck in Yanim. And so you have to daven for them. That's number one. Number two, Bashkach is the Rabbanish Why would the Rabbanish do that? Okay. He has his chishbainus, but your main person, your main uh, you know uh, uh, entity to engage with over this Indian is not that guy, but it's the Rabbanu himself. Okay, shall we see Maslan Brachah?